0: back to another episode of 5 a.m theology this week we finished the rest of first corinthians rose when i think of first corinthians my first thought is usually about how much paul corrects and admonishes them for things like sexual sin or for boasting or a whole host of other things but as i was reading it this time it struck me how much the book of first corinthians talks about spiritual gifts and the ramifications of what we do with what we're given or don't do. Spiritual gifts are given to build up the body of believers, especially in your local church. One of the first things that Paul tells the Corinthian church is that they, as a church, and I'm quoting here from 1 Corinthians 1, verse 7, they, as a church, are not lacking in any spiritual gift. But the Corinthians were becoming divided not build up. So Paul warns them about the consequences.
1: Yeah, in chapter three of 1 Corinthians, Paul's admonishing them for boasting about who they follow, whether it's him or Apollos. Paul teaches them that he and Apollos are both God's fellow workers. He says one planted, the other watered. It was God who gave the growth. Then Paul starts using a building analogy. He laid the foundation, someone else is building on it, And then he gives him a warning. And this is what he says. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. And that's 1 Corinthians 3, 10, 15. When I read that this year, I had just recently read Jesus's parable
0: about the 10 servants that's found in Luke 19, 11 to 27. In that parable, a nobleman is about to go off to a far land for a time. Before he leaves, he gives 10 of his servants, each a mina, and he tells them, put this money to work until I come back. When the nobleman returns, one of the servants comes to him, having made 10 times the amount that he was given, and he is given a reward to match that. A second servant comes, and he's earned five times the amount. He's also given a reward that matches that. And a third servant, I call him the gift waster, comes and he's done absolutely nothing but wrap up the mina that he was given in a cloth and hidden it away. He's not used it to increase the nobleman's money at all. He is still saved in this passage. He's he's not cast out into the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. But he gets no reward when his master returns. And the original mina that he was given is taken away and given to the one who has earned 10 more. And Rose, that just
1: echoed to me this passage from 1 Corinthians so much. Absolutely. When I was reading it, I was thinking of the parable and the one of the talents too. God chose to use us sinful, unworthy people to build his church. He didn't need us. He didn't have to choose us, but he did. And it's a privilege for him to choose us to do it. Paul describes himself and Apollos as hungry and thirsty, wearing rags, homeless, persecuted, the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world. But they kept pushing on to serve Jesus. For us to waste what God has graciously given us We'll lead the judgment at the last day, not the judgment of hell. We're not going to be condemned to hell if we're truly saved, but we are going to be judged in regard to reward. And this has been debated by lots of Christians. We aren't sure what
0: this reward is, and we're not told in the Bible. And it's not really something that we should speculate on. That shouldn't be our motivation is what I want to say, nor should having people like us more. Those are two common thoughts that crop up when we serve people. I want people to allow, I'm going to serve. So people like me more, or I'm going to serve for a reward. Both of those are wrong ways to go about it. Right? Not the reason we should use first Corinthians four, verse five tells us that when the Lord comes, he will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. So, if those are your reasons, you're gonna be found out. You're you're already known, in fact.
1: I always think if our only reward is that God says, Well done, my good and faithful servant, my gosh, does it get any better than that? It doesn't.
0: And that's a great point, Rose. And the other thing I think of is the parable about the the unjust manager. And I think to myself, when Jesus talks about that, he talks about he's talking about people who we bring to the Lord, who, who right. we've witnessed to and who, who were saved. I agree totally with what you said. And I think the next best thing would be to have these people that we knew somehow in our lives or met or just
1: passed on the way somewhere
0: there in heaven when we get there.
1: Yeah. And then say, God used you to get, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that is, you're right. Like They're both unbelievable rewards. We, gosh, what else do you need?
0: I know God alone is enough. But we don't know. And we don't no, know what this reward is. We don't. And what you said is our number one thing. Love for God and love for other believers is something that I have recently started myself praying for more of. More love for God and more love for people because I struggle
1: with the people part a lot. I, mean, I struggle with the God part, to, to be quite honest. I mean, we just do. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard because when things are going good... It's easy to kind of push God aside and because we don't need him. And when things are going bad, it's easy to just, God, I need, I need, I need. So, yeah, yeah I, I think you're absolutely right, Chris. I think it's a struggle we all face at times. One of the last instructions that Paul gives the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians is, and I'm going to quote, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 58. All gifts are valuable to God. And we hear this all the time where, oh, I wish I had the gift of singing and I wish I had the gift of teaching, but all I have is the gift of, you know, mercy or serving. First of all, there's gifts that we all have to have, whether we're good at them or not, but there's no gift that's less important to God. We're all part of the body, whether you're a toe or a leg, it doesn't matter. Most of us, Also have other things besides our spiritual gifts that we can use. Time, talents, money, use it. Absolutely use it. I love to quilt. I love to crochet and things like that. It's not a spiritual gift, but there are certainly a lot of ways I can use that to serve God and use it for eternal purposes. I totally agree with you. And we're saying this to encourage you and ourselves to do what
0: we can to serve others, and especially in the local church. This spiritual gift stuff is for building up the local church body. And there are consequences when we don't. So Rose, here's a challenge for all of us this week. And that's do something. Pray for one person or one family that's in your church. Fill a slot to make coffee on some morning. Offer to help put together VBS next year. Can't use your gift of teaching because of other responsibilities that God's put in your life right now. Well, fill in doing one-time things for this period in your life. Help in the nursery once in a while or help clean up after a church dinner. Think outside the box. All of us can do something for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ
1: that we worship with. Absolutely. And we've already said this, but the important thing is we're not doing it to check off a box. No, we're doing it because we love God and we love others. That's why we should want to do something nice for someone in our church. Maybe someone we don't really know. We just happen to notice that they look a little down or maybe they're new or just look around. If you pray for God to show you a need, I guarantee you'll find one again, pray to, for God to show you needs and pray for ideas of how to fill needs and pray that your love for God and love for his people will increase. They're all prayers that he will answer. Amen to that.
0: And that's a good place to end today. Have a blessed morning, everybody.